0: Welcome, Merry Christmas everyone. Welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned Women's UCI Cycling Show. My name is Dan, and with me to explain all things mud, snow, sleet, stairs, rails, slipping, falling, climbing, sliding, running and, and everything else is my dear friend Sarah. How are you?
1: Hello. Hello. Um we also have a very special guest today, um, the one and only Helen Wyman. Woo! Hello. Helen, if you don't know, is the um, she's the seven times British National Cyclocross championship champion. She's the current European champion. Um, she's won the Koppenberg Cross twice, and that's an insane race. She's won races like Geaton, fifteen races she's won so far, and
2: she's here to tell us all about the Cyclocross. Um hello Helen. Good afternoon, evening, morning, depending on where you are. Excellent.
0: <laughs> Cover the bases. Well done. You're a seasoned professional, aren't you, Helen?
2: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: Mm, mm. Um, I've got one, one really important question that I wanted to lead off with, um, which is why or, or what, what in particular drew you to cyclocross as opposed to, um, I guess, the, the other sort of more um, traditional bike disciplines? <laughs> um,
2: well, to be entirely brutally honest, it was because I had more success quicker and uh, it kind of helps, it makes you love something a bit more, Um, and when I started, I started racing cross basically because when I was at university, I needed to work in the summer to earn some money, and we didn't have very long breaks because I was doing physiotherapy, and we had a lot of work placements, but I could train in the winter, so I took up cyclocross, and I was pretty much instantly good at it, and then when I took up road racing, it took so much more hard work, and I didn't really like it that much, I wasn't I'm not into tactics and stuff like that. I just like to ride as fast as I can, as hard as I can and try to win. Whereas road racing, you get screwed over all the time and stuff. And so I thought, well, I'm quite good at this cross thing. And then I've kind of, the rest is history, I guess.
1: No, you have to forgive Dan because Dan being Australian doesn't understand a bad weather and B, um, rain and mud And C, running So if he starts ranting on about cyclocross being full of running Just just, just tell him to shut up He's, he's okay. kind of We're trying to educate him But he says it's because he lives in Australia And that's why he can't love cross
0: I did see more well, Weather once on TV So
2: Yeah, well, there is that And there was um, an Australian in the World Cup today So that's good uh,
0: Louis- Clearly, Louis- clearly not, um, not one who's been home for a while
2: well, yeah, he came over in like September and raced. And he's uh, usually around the back ish. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's that's a playway I put putting it.
1: <laughs> but he does
2: have the most,
1: he does have the most awesome rider cards in the whole world. He's got these um these these, these rider cards where he's holding his bike above his head and posing in a manly style that makes me he laugh. He is. It's, it's, I see them. He
2: is. But he is no uh, Lewis from Strictly Come Dancing, is he, really? No. <laughs> but then no did one is. Did you see that? Did you see it at the weekend? I did. I was a bit I just, was a bit. Lewis confused. is the show dance <laughs> where he picked Flavia up and just, like, turned
1: her. Would you like that? Was that your dream? Is that your dream for Steph to pick you up and turn you like that?
2: Yes, I'd love to be on Strictly Come Dancing. That is the only reason I'd take up road racing again, to win an Olympic medal and get on Strictly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that was going to be one of my questions later, actually, was which, um, which reality show would you be on?
2: Well, <laughs> oh, sorry, strictly, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> they get to wear such pretty dresses and look so nice and get, get to dance so romantically.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> which, um, how many, how many, which kind of costumes would you be wearing? Would you be one of those ones with a very low-cut top and a very tiny skirt, or would you be one of those ones which was just neck to ankle in sequins?
2: Oh, sequins everywhere. Pinks, like flowiness, everything. It would just be awesome. But it obviously depends on the, on the dance that you're doing, depends on the costume that you wear. Like
0: that if you're would...
2: doing a dive, it has to be a bit more funky, whereas if you're doing a ballroom, it's like, you know, it has to be more elegant and... <laughs> I would just be awesome at it.
0: <laughs> well, I'd, I'd like to actually see a special edition of, uh, of this show that's, you know, a uh, Strictly Come Dancing cross Season. <laughs> I think that would be like the perfect hybrid sport
2: but like as you're doing the dancing they can just throw buckets of muddy water at you and stuff like <laughs> that
0: exactly and then you know like, and then you've got to jump back on the bike and, and get from one dance to the next yeah um, over a course yeah yeah
1: yeah um, okay which of the guys do you think would be best though firstly and secondly which of the guys would get their tops off first
2: For well, strictly mm. oh Oh, I think Niels would be rubbish at it. He'd just throw his toys out of the pram, as per usual, quite early on. <laughs> I'd say that probably... Ooh, Stibby would probably be pretty hot when he took his clothes off. That would be quite quite nice. I'd imagine if he took Sven's head off, like, his body's actually really quite stacked. <laughs> <laughs> but then you've got Sven's head on it, so it, yeah, it kind of ruins it a bit. <laughs> Yeah, I think so, they'd make quite good, quite good Strictly.
1: Which which do you think would be best at the pelvic thrusting?
2: Pelvic thrusting? Wow. You know, I'm, I, I'm the- actually close to any of these riders, so I wouldn't really know. I'm not that kind of girl.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, Sarah, we're heading into very dangerous territory yeah.
2: now. <laughs> I don't know. Things about Lars Boom. maybe he's quite good at thrusting. Oh, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, see, we've got this perfectly
1: down. And then, obviously, I think you do much better than Vicky Pendleton did. I think you
2: get well, further. Uh, Bessa, she really couldn't do turns, could she? No. <laughs> and you think, yeah. that? how could you get dizzy? You go around in circles all day. How, how could you possibly get dizzy doing turns? Maybe so, they were yeah. turning
3: straight.
2: Maybe they were going the wrong way. Because, you know, like on a, <laughs> on a track, if you go the wrong way, you have a heart attack and die, don't you? So maybe... <laughs> They were going the wrong way. Well, that's the rumour. That's what I got told.
0: (laughs) It makes sense. It does make sense.
2: (laughs) So, you've just
1: right ridden two ridiculously awesome races this weekend. You had Essen on Saturday and then the Namur World Cup today. Can you tell us how they went?
2: They went good. They went really good. Essen was uh, uh, muddy and, yeah, raining. and It was actually really quite cold, which was wasn't supposed to be, but... Um, and yeah, I did good. I got second there. I'm still leading the series, so that's that's kind of the important one. And then after my incident in Rebay World Cup, my series ranking, I can't really go much higher than third in that. So um, I just went out and had fun today, and and it was good. It was really good. And I was just a little bit gutted because I nearly caught Mariana on the last like 300 meters, and I yeah. only finished seconds behind her, five seconds behind her, I think. But that was the podium. That was the last place on the podium. So no. uh, it was good. I put everything in and my lap times got faster and I was my fastest lap time was the last lap. So that's that's a good thing. So it was cool. good. It was fun. It was savage and hard and brutal. And the descents weren't as scary as they looked, but they, they were still quite scary. scary.
1: <laughs> they looked that course. I mean, it was like continual up, down, off camber, off-camber up, off-camber down, mud, 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 mud. I mean, and the pit just, like, being two, two metres away from the uh, finish line was quite interesting, but,
2: yeah, it looked bonkers. It's the flat section of the course that you can actually use for a pit. <laughs> 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 There's no other flat sections. It's on the side of a whacking great big hill.
0: <laughs> I, I, it actually started as a literal pit, didn't it? It was, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah like it, I think you have crocodiles in it, like a crocodile pit
0: oh excellent there should be more more predators in uh in sport generally, i think
2: I agree with that statement i i think that we should invent also while doing this strictly come like across um we could also <laughs> do a kind of cross race with a difference, so you could have like a travelator you know from the old um yep, yep. you know like, gladiator and that, so you could ride up the travelator and then over the other side. But then also you could have, like, crocodile pits that you had to jump.
0: Oh, yeah. Of... I'm on board. I'm on board. And We're sharks, board. so that we can jump the shark every race.
2: Yeah, but you could also have, with the sharks, you could have a raft that you have to ride onto. It turns into a pedalo ride right across the river with pirates. <gasps> oh. And then the other side. It, this could be just awesome. It could be a really so, awesome cross race.
3: It,
1: it, so on your, bike, on your bike, you ride onto it, and then the wheels kind of, click into the pedal-o. Okay? Yes. Yeah, so it you've got your hands pet- free. So because it's balancing, you've got your hands free to
2: fight off the pirates. Exactly. <gasps> you can use your gunpowder and stuff.
0: Oh, this is genius. It has to happen.
1: <laughs> what about wolves? How do, you, how do you feel about releasing the wolves at certain sections of the course?
2: Yeah, you could do that in a woody section because, you know, that's their natural home, so... Mm-hmm.
0: Let them defend it their territory.
2: Yeah, you could have, like rings of fire, like steps of fire, and you have to run up the steps of fire and uh-huh. try not to burn yourself,
0: that yep, kind of thing. Yep. Plus, there's always the risk of a, a puncture then because, you know, you melted your rear tire because you dragged it up the last three steps.
2: There you go. There mm. is that. The only problem is that if you did it in Belgium, it would rain the whole time and the fire would keep getting put out. But
0: I don't know. I can be pretty determined about fire. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we can make this happen. Uh, I, I'm very excited about this. Well, uh, this actually kind of almost negates my, um, my next question for you, Ellen, which was, what's your favourite kind of course? Um, I think we now know, really yeah. deadly. <laughs> I, 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 I think all we need is like- the addition of a couple of elements from like an Indiana Jones movie, you know, so there's the giant um, stone ball oh. that comes rolling down the course behind you or something.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you know, when normally when you crash, it's like, oh yeah, that didn't really hurt, did it? So if you added an element of actual possible death, I think it would make the event <laughs> quite exciting, really.
0: Just a, just you... an element. It, you know, it doesn't need just to be a feature. Element. Just an yeah. element. Yeah. Just a just a real. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! I can't hit that line wrong. I might yeah.
2: die. <laughs> oh, shit! We've lost another rider this week. <laughs> Down to six in the field now. <laughs>
0: Getting closer and closer to that top spot, yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so actually pushing people into the barriers would work really well if the barriers were made of piranhas or something.
2: Yeah, actually spiked. Pierce mm, yeah. someone on it. And they're just um, stuck there.
0: <laughs> impale, impaler Alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my I goodness. and
2: you could even have, at the end of it, the person that wins, you could chop the head off and put it on a pole as, like, the winner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Every trophy unique.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, Maybe you could do it for the first lapped rider. You could cut the first lapped rider's head off and make it the trophy for the winner. That would be probably better.
0: There you go. Answer.
2: Probably better, yeah. Have
0: a trophy cabinet full of the uh, the heads of your enemies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's something both Mariana Voss and Sven don't actually have yet.
2: Yeah, be like, darling, well, your trophy has got flies on it again. You,
0: you, you <laughs> yeah. don't know that, Sarah. They may well have cabinets full of the heads of their enemies.
3: Oh,
2: okay,
1: that's very
3: true.
1: <laughs> oh. so what, what? What? What is seriously? What's
2: your favourite type of course? What do you like riding on best? Um, I like mud hills, and um, I'm quite good at running. So anything that's like muddy and hilly at the same time that might involve a bit of running and. And stuff like that. I'm I don't like um really rocky type mountain bikey type courses, but a lot of people describe Narman as a mountain bikey type course, but it's not really it's it's mud. It's not there are some bits of gravel and stuff, but they're all on the on the uphills and stuff, on bits where it's easy to ride, so they're not on the descents, whereas mm-hmm. I don't really like really gnarly mountain biking descents. Um, I, did, but I I love mud and I love uphills, so
0: did you try mountain biking at all um, in, in your progression to cross or?
2: Yeah, but then I was only really good at the ones that were on flatter ground and there wasn't really much point because the next races up are really, really savage and scary and not my kind of thing. And I don't know, some, I think you either, you're kind of born into a sport and you love it and you, you see someone like Marion Voss and she loves the sport so much that she just can't leave cross. No matter how hard she tries, she's an Olympic champion. She's world champion on the road. And she just can't leave cross alone because it's her true love. And I think you'll find a lot of riders are like that in the choice of their sport. And mountain bikers can quite easily cross into road, particularly the women. Like you see Nash um, mm-hmm. and uh, Gould and even Katie did a bit of mountain biking as well. And you can see Chris... Uh, ferrier provo the really little hottie little french hottie when they've come into cross racing they've actually been really quite successful but if you take a cross rider and put them into mountain biking they don't seem to have the same crossover skill <laughs> and i fit that category
0: <laughs> fair enough fair enough well i mean there's there's a lot technically um that's different between those two disciplines i mean the the bikes are set up very differently and that sort of thing um and and I was actually going to ask you, um, how how is the cross bike like? What's what's the main sort of differences in the the basic setup on the cross bike versus the road bike?
2: Okay, well it's a basic. It looks from a distance like a road bike, um, but it's got a higher bottom bracket. It's got more clearance around where the brakes are. It's got totally different brakes, and you use knobbly tires, basically. Yeah, uh-huh. chain sets probably. Um, it will be a smaller. Smaller on the front and larger on the back, so yep. you've got a bigger gear ratio that so you can get up stuff. But mm-hmm. other than that, the you can ride a cross bike on the road and race on the road on it with a normal chain ring in, and you wouldn't really notice a difference. So. Okay.
0: And is there anything in particular, like with your setup? Like I know, do you have the saddle a few mil lower or something like that, just to make it easier to get on and off? Or
2: I don't because I train a lot on my road and cross bikes and intermix between the two, and so. For me, my cross bike is set up exactly the same as my road bike and vice versa, mm-hmm. but um, occasionally some people do. But the thing is, you, you're still trying to get the maximum amount of power out, and you're still trying to get the maximum versatility out of your bike and make it do things that you wouldn't normally want it to do, but you're not doing gnarly stunts. It's not like you're Danny, whatever his name is, the guy that jumps around everything. you everything. You, know, you don't need your saddle to be that much lower. It's just...
0: Mr. McCaskill. Maybe a
2: few people think that's, that's the one. <laughs> so maybe a few people think that if you put it a couple of metres lower, it's easy to jump on, but when you jump on, you clear your saddle properly anyway, so yep. uh, it's pretty much set up the same. It's just the the frames. It's got a very slightly different geometry, so you'll find that the reach is a little bit less, but that's the frame itself, really. Cool,
0: cool. Um, and is there any particular secret... Um, bit of setup on your bike your cross bike or whatever that that you think gives you a special edge um hint now's a chance to lie and tell everyone <laughs> that way down. yeah
2: no i have just the best people in the world provide me with stuff and my bike is on the weight limit for the uci and anyone that picks it up is just like wow that is awesome it's so light and i have the best tires and I like we uh, we work with a company that makes that works specifically with me and Steph to design new ranges of tires. So we made one this year. We got the guy to make it, which is a cross between a mud and a and a you have different treads on on the tires for racing. So if it's really dusty and dry, you have like a file tread, which is much with no real nobbles on it. So you, you don't because you, you don't need the grip. So you're reducing the resistance so you can go faster. Mm-hmm. And then you have an intermediate tyre with a bit of knobble on. And then you have a, a mud tub, which would have really thick knobbles on it. So you get traction, you get grip, you can go in corners fast, that kind of thing. But there's a lot of courses, particularly in America, where the corners are a bit slick, but the straights are really fast. So you actually want the fast tyre with the mud on the edges. And so Challenge made a, a tub specially for me, so I could try it out, based on what me and Steph gave on the feedback and... So I do work with awesome people, and Kona are amazing. Their bikes are just out of this world. They're, they're designing a bike for 2014, but we get to use it next season, which has got disc brakes on. And the stuff they were talking about when they were designing it is just stuff that hasn't even made it into mainstream cycling yet, and they wanted to put it on this cross bike. <laughs> oh, <awesome. laughs> we're like, okay, <laughs> but how' yeah. to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, just, so the, the people I work with just are really like at the forefront of everything they do. So
0: that's really cool. Really. So cool. does this
2: mean? Does this mean that when it's the world's, you'll
1: be on special world's edition Helen Wyman tyres?
2: Um, well, it, d- it depends entirely on the, it, if the when we race the Louisville course, Louisville is you're supposed to say it because you in like the deep middle of the kind of country, kind of miss the Yes. So (laughs) in Louisville, um, if the conditions had been the same as they were when we raced, which is not going to be, it was 20 degrees, but um, we would have used a a file tread, which is like the fast tread. But if it got a little bit slicker, there's quite a lot of cambers and stuff like that and quite a lot of um, tight corners. So Mm -hmm. you'd want to use this special tyre, which I've already got set off. So it kind of, it depends entirely on the course. If it's muddy, it's just going to be brutal and just... Ride as hard as you can, type course, which you don't really need much skill to get around corners when you're only doing five k an hour. Really, it's kind of. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> well, you say that. <laughs>
2: True. <laughs> <laughs> so what's I mean? What
1: does it look like? I mean, because having the um, worlds in America is such a is such a big thing, and obviously yeah. you've had your um, little your American season this year and last year. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about the Louisville Louisville course? Uh-huh.
2: Um, it's a really good course, actually. There's really good sections. It's all quite technical. There's lots of step run ups and like a there's a, like a stone run ups. So big okay. paving slab stone things, and you can run up them. And then a couple of guys rode them, which was quite awe inspiring. There's a video of Adam Craig doing it, and that's pretty impressive. But and it then it's got a field, and the field is a a little bit less exciting. <laughs> <It's> just. <laughs> a few straights really but the, the all the technical stuff comes just before the finish so i think that will make it quite exciting and there's a little sand pit and stuff in there and depending on the way they run it so whenever you go to america they because it's such a, a massive country they run two events on the weekend and the first day they'll run it one way and then the next day they'll run it the opposite way so when we we're in louisville laura they did uh both days they did both ways so you know, depending on one day, the second day was definitely harder than the first day. Um, but it was slightly short laps. There, I think the elite guys were lapping in just under five minutes, which is normally it should be between six and a half and eight, really. So, again, they might have to change the course a little bit. But, yeah, it, it's half of it is really American and the other half is way too European. And I said to them, you know, for years the Americans go over to Europe and They get treated like second-rate citizens, basically. If you're not Belgian or Dutch, you're not really going to fit in. And it takes a long time to be accepted, particularly as a guy. And these guys, like Tim Johnson, came over and got on the podium at, I think, under 23 Worlds. And Jeremy Power's been coming over. And JP's Jonathan Page has been here and racing and got second at Worlds. And still they still get treated like you're illegal immigrants, basically. And... So for years they've done that. So why don't America gets this opportunity to show Europe how they run cross, how they do their cross races, and they should make it a million corners because that's what America's about. They should put no straights. They should have loads of technical stuff. And <laughs> I think it, it should be as American as humanly possible because, you know, today the junior race, first and second, were American juniors, which is amazing, so they need to make their course suit those juniors, they need to make their course suit Jeremy Powers, Jeremy Powers doesn't have the strength to compete with Sven Nice, Kevin Powers, Niels Alves unless you put 150 corners in per lap, and he doesn't have to use so much power to do it, so you know, I think, and Compton yeah, Compton could win whatever really, you know she's really strong this year so I don't think it really matters for her, so ignore her and make it suit your juniors you're under 23 (laughs) and you know because you're not telling me that eight belgians in the top eight at worlds last year wasn't making a course that suits belgians (laughs) (laughs) on cox (laughs) cider yeah so exactly so i think personally i think they should put more corners but other than that i think it's half of the course is really american which is really cool
0: well, that's American- that's an awesome revelation though. Um and and discussion of uh several things. I mean, first of all, you heard it here folks, uh in Louisville, they go both ways. Um <laughs> but also well, I bet they do.
3: Not in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> but, that would <was> not acceptable. <laughs> uh-
0: <laughs> but also very interesting um, cuz it, it is one of those things that I think, you know, we all sort of know everyone kind of Sets up the course for the home team, um, yeah. and and it is kind of weird that that they haven't done that, um, you know, for for this um, world. And um, I, I just, uh, what sort of response did you get when you when you said to the organisers that you thought it would be more American? Like, did they um, did they have a they reason or?
2: They kind of felt that it should be a bit fair, which is all really nice and everything, but. You know, the I spoke to a lot of the riders and a lot of the riders kind of said the same thing to be fair and you know, when these guys kind of it's it is a good course and it's a great venue and it has the possibility to be an awesome American style course. And I think the Euros that they just thought that, you know, we want to make it a bit Euro friendly, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the Americans are contributing to cross as much, if not more, for the women than Europe contributes mm-hmm. to cross and and I think personally that you know these guys—they come over every every World Cup. They fly over. They're they're at, um they're at a loss already because their legs feel tired from the travel. They don't—they're not in their home country. They don't get to sleep in their own bed the night before a World Cup like most of the Belgian guys do. And so you know for years they've had to come over and do that and World Championships and everything. And so now it's in America. It's in their own country. It's they don't have to travel as far. They don't have to worry about time zones because they're in their time zone. And so use everything you've got to your advantage. And the American cross scene is huge. And it's, I think it's amazing. It's really, really friendly. It's, they have a thousand riders on a weekend racing. And they had 125 amateur women in their the race. And they had another 60 in the elite race on the same day. So for me, for women's cross, I think... When you get 60 women in an elite race, a UCI elite race in America, and you get 14 in a UCI race in Antwerp, which is the same level in Belgium, I think I know where I think the future of women's cross is. And they do equal prize money. They, do, they promote the women's events. The women's race is always before the guys. And for me personally, I think, yeah, maybe men's cross is so dominated and the money is so much in Belgium. But for women, I think, you know, we went back to America the second time to do the Louisville course and to do a three-day race the weekend after the Jingle Rock Cross. Mm-hmm. And we were, we went there purely because I could get more prize money than I would start money and prize money for five races in, in Belgium than I could for five races in America. And I got fourth in two of them and won the other three, and I made, like, double the money. Wow. It's just it's just ridiculous that the difference is just so great that I think personally and American teams have women's women on the teams they pay women they they're salaried whereas in Europe it's very rare to get that and it's I don't know I think it's a shame really but
0: mm-hmm. well it's very interesting too because I mean obviously that that just shows that it can be done if you know there's a willingness to to strive for that sort of equality that's awesome Um. On the on the continued, I guess, theme that we've kind of developed of differences between um, Europe and the US, what what are the main differences um, in terms of the fans and that sort of thing uh, at races?
2: The fans are really different, and like I don't I don't want to knock Belgium because I do love living here and I do love the whole culture and I do love the fact you can go to your dentist and they say what do you do and you say I, I'm a cyclist and they're like oh, that's cool. Save a photo clipping from a newspaper you've been in, that kind of thing, and give it to you the next time. So I know it's a cool place, whereas in England and maybe in America a little bit, say you're a professional cyclist, they'd probably say, are you doping because you're Lance Armstrong? Or in England, until recently, until the last two or three years, they'd probably be like, and what do you do as a real job? So I think, you know, Belgium is a great place in that respect, and the fans are very much... For their own first. So they'll always if you're in a group with Sana Kant, they'll always support Kant, no matter what. If you're not with her and you're with anyone else, they'll always support you. And like today there was so much support for me. It was awesome. They were shouting for me and telling me it was my day. And the mayor of Aldenard was in of the town I live in now, was was there and I'd met him at Koppenberg and he's like, Oh, you could win her, you could win her.
3: Like, yeah,
2: I'm yeah, I could. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) but yeah so they're really supportive in that way when they know you and they know you live in Belgium and they like that and things but when you go to America they just love you no matter what like it's they you're exotic and to them you're just really exciting and when you win a race they're just you're like a mini hero to them it's just awesome and they cheer for everybody no matter if you're first, last, whatever and they do this heckle thing so they'll heckle at you different things which sometimes gets a bit much for some people but they it is quite funny, you know, they'll they'll say stuff like, Yeah, you're so slow that my granny's just overtaken you or I don't know, I'm not very good at heckling. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a rubbish heckle. But you know, they do heckle people, which is cool as well, but they just support everybody, whereas in Belgium they support a smaller amount of people, really.
0: And um, is, it, is it true that in, um, in Europe they don't do beer hand-ups like they do in the US?
2: Yeah, that's, that's not... Technically, the UCI rules state that you're not allowed to take anything out of the pit area. So if you take a beer hand-up, you could be disqualified in a UCI race.
0: Right. Uh, this is, yet again, another reason Sarah put it on the list of why I will not be entering any UCI races. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's
2: <laughs> I mean, I... Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I have views on this because... I, um, You know, yeah, okay, it's comedy. On a last lap, you're coming into the finish, you're winning by two minutes. You know, take a bit of hand up. Ha-ha, funny, okay. But... When uh, a certain rider took a chicken, for example. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, she's beating me (laughs) riding with a chicken. It kind of, you kind of think, look, you know, guys, you're at an amazing point where you're taking our sport forward, you're making it look professional, you're showing us the respect we deserve, and then someone takes a chicken. It's kind of like dudes wouldn't do that, would they? So, I don't know. On that respect... Not really in for that. However, when it's not a UCI race, when it's not about being the best, you, of the best of the people on the day, when it's not about being the best in the world, then, yeah, sure, I may have taken a few whiskey drams in a Scottish race this season. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> but it was a whiskey man. shortcut. It was a whiskey shortcut. So you're actually allowed to go straight if you drunk the whiskey or you had to do these zigzags. And I was racing against guys and it was an hour's race and I'm only used to racing 40 minutes and the guy that was handing them up was really sweet. So, you know, I may have taken three out of the five.
0: I would have ridden that one every time. I don't care how back and forth I was by the, the last one. I might, well, I I might have zigzagged a million lap. times down
2: that street. The short sure step let me. And then uh, after the second lap, he goes, take the whiskey shortcut." <laughs> 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 I'm in.
1: So do you think we'll see Niels Albert um, punching someone who tries to hand him a beer hand up if he's not winning?
2: <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, that's just Sorry. the thing, you know. It's like these prof- these guys are, are professional and they do cheat their sport professionally, they do everything right and then they're not gonna start taking dollar bills, that kind of thing. It, it's not it's not really what it's about. It but at the same time you have to walk a fine line because American racing is much much more participation driven. So they have these, you know, one thousand people a uh, race racing. Whereas in Europe you probably only have I don't know, 200 people at the most on a day racing, but you'd have 10,000 spectators. So mm-hmm. it's, it's much different. And is so different dynamic, the people so. In, the, in the amateur races, it's cool, it's fun. It's it is funny to take dollar bill hand ups. It's funny to drink beer. It's funny to do those things. But I think in the elite races, you should be showing the level of class that you have and the reason why these, these sponsors are paying you money to do what you do, really.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes a so, lot of sense. Uh, I think you're also giving me a new life motto. It's funny to take dollar bill hand ups. It's funny to take beer hand ups. I can live <laughs> by that. I think.
2: <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> so, who
1: who do you think is going to win? And do you think? I mean, I because the one I'm most interested in, of course, is Compton, Voss, you, uh, you, Nikki, Santa, Cant in America. But who do you think is going to win on both the women and the men?
2: Oh, I think I I'm going you. to win by about six, six. Sorry. Okay. Um, I really don't know. Before Mariana started racing again, I would have said that course she could follow Compton. She could hold her wheel and out sprint her at the end. However, her form isn't great right now. So I don't know. But, but again, you can never rule Voss out. She's awesome. She's Unbelievably talented, and it's her first race really back. She did Geaton but I think that wasn't that she didn't need to need to use much cross skill in that really, and so I think it's her first race back. And I don't know. I think part of me really, really wants Compton to win it for America because it would be good for my sport. But equally, Mariana is just the nicest person in the world, and I really want her to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, so you're taking the Sarah, you're taking the
2: Sarah defense, I get it. Yeah, she's such a great champion, you know, she's a really nice person, she, she always talks to you, she's really respectful, in races she doesn't do anything crazy um, to kill riders, she, you know, she (laughs) does, she races hard and fast, but she races fair, and I think that's the making of a good champion, and so, in, in that respect, I think I'd like her to win, but equally... I think it would be good for the sport if Compton won in America. I don't think anyone else stands a chance, personally.
1: Apart from you. (laughs) (laughs) But I think think, when we saw her last year, when she came back last year, and there were those shots, and they were suddenly showing the back of the women's races for the first time on the little video clips... (laughs) because it was Voss coming back and being gritted because you know, she'd had her long break and being gritted last and you could see her just standing really politely behind you know all those corners which were complete mayhem with all these really rubbish yeah. riders sorry women um sorry riders um bashing into each other and there was Voss just going yeah I'll get past you in a minute and yeah. being really sweet no ego yeah, at all. Really
2: respectful. She is really respectful and She's good for the sport in Europe as well because at Geaton, now we race at 9.30 in the morning or something stupid and mm-hmm. all of the photographers turned up and the press and everyone turned up to take pictures of her and if she wasn't in the race, you wouldn't get that. There's normally a man and his dog that happens to walk by and the dog's probably taking a shit or something and the man doesn't even know there's a bike race on because we race that early at Super Prestige races. And so I know it's good for the sport in Europe as well when she does race and when she does win those those because she has such a big name but I don't know maybe the future of our sport is an American in that case Katie has to win but yeah I don't know in terms of the men Jonathan Page he's going to win he's going to get it yeah. right he's got it right once before he's going to get it right and he's going to have the American crowd on his side and he's going to win like and, prediction. Um, I,
0: like it. I like
2: it. that's a good prediction you'll like that yeah <laughs>
1: and if, if not Paige, if Paige has some hideous mechanical or, or, or I don't know, some terrible beer-up related injury, uh, okay. who do you think <laughs> 1, Euros?
2: Um, I think it's about time Kevin won, isn't it, really? Your yes. Kevin. Yes,
1: yeah. Kevin,
2: of course. His little autisticness be quite yes. funny. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah. So how do you feel about this, Kevin? Yes, this is good. and uh, this is your first world championships and you happy you know is it exciting yes this is this is good
0: (laughs) okay and we'll move on (laughs) to something um well helen i was gonna say um because you mentioned a few times uh that you see you particularly in terms of uh participation and that sort of thing a really big future across in the u.s um what would your advice be to anyone who's just looking at getting started in cross?
2: Um well, it depends where you live really. If you if you live in an English speaking nation, then just go out and ride a race and have fun and soak it up and enjoy the atmosphere and because it is a great atmosphere and you make really truly great lifelong friends and I think just you will. People are friendly, they'll just talk to you, you'll get information and just learn and and it's fun and and always enjoy it. And then if you want to take it seriously because you're any good at it, then yeah, it becomes a bit different. You'd need different advice. But if you lived in in Europe, you'd probably you'd probably want to go to the smaller races first because the big races are really quite overpowering when you first race them. And I remember my first race in Europe was World Cup in Zolder, And people asked me for my autograph and I was 19 years old. And <laughs> I didn't even know there was this world outside of England that did sport in this way. And there must have been 20,000 people. It was around Christmas time. It was it was just crazy. And I was so overwhelmed by the whole experience that I probably didn't actually perform very well. So if you were going to Europe, you should probably at least watch some videos first.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: And what, what do you think? I mean, because at the moment, looking at the world, looking at the results this this year, you say America's the future for Britain, for, for, for yes. future for cross. But oh my God, the British women! <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. What what do you think the secret of the successes of British women in cyclocross? Because there's you and Nikki and Gabby, and it's just it's just that you're always on the podiums, and it's really 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 exciting.
2: Well, we have always been good like Louise was second at Worlds in 2000 it's it's no surprise that British women have been good it's just that once we've got good now we move to a different country to do it Um, but Gabby's joined an American team and she's just got engaged this week And so she got a new boyfriend and she was just in a really happy place and America me, Gabby, Steph we all agree it's such an awesome place. When you're used to racing in Europe and you go over there, it's just so much more relaxed, so much more friendly. It's It really it makes you happy. And if being happy makes you a good bike rider, then maybe that's what the difference is for Gabby, that you know, America makes her happy, her life makes her happy, and she's got a great team. The Rafa Focus team are really organized and well-run and structured, and she's got great... Um, like ambitions in the team, she's got structures as to what her goals are, and everything seems to have clicked for her this year, which is incredible. She's a great friend, and I love her to bits, and it's great that she's able to finally reach her potential because we've yes. known all of her how good she is, and then suddenly this year she's just backed up result after result, which is awesome. And Nikki, about two years ago, she started getting really good, and last year she was she really backed up the previous season, and then this season. I don't know whether it's just because when Daphne retired, because Daphne is was this all-encompassing like, image of our sport, she was one of the first riders mm. to create cyclocross. We only had a world championship since 2000. And her and Hanka were the instigators in getting that, basically. Mm. And so everyone has this massive respect for her. She's always been an awesome bike rider. She's always been really strong. And she could just win races when she wanted to. And so a lot of people, if Daphne rode or attacked or went hard, they'd be like, oh, okay, well, she's going to win anyway. Whereas <laughs> this year, there's there's almost like a, a small cluster of riders that could win on their day. And that makes the racing more exciting, and that makes riders like Nikki get more results, riders like me get more results, because a, a result is first place, basically. And yeah. so we're getting the first places that, that Daphne would have taken, because maybe we without wanting to would have thought before oh well she's going to win anyway so this year has made for really quite exciting racing i think personally has changed the way people race because different people have to take the race on and if they're not it means riders like Santa van passen aren't driven away from the race they're yeah. still in in the rest of us and and she's not the kind of rider that drives a race forward she has to sit on someone and so you can gap her and you can attack her and things like that and so, I think it's a shame it is to lose Daphne. Obviously, she's moved on; she's had a kid and everything. So it's all exciting for her. But it's still, I think, it's been quite a good thing for European racing for, mm. in terms of different riders getting up there and getting more results and publicity and stuff. But Nikki's yeah. an awesome rider as well, so it's great. It was very <laughs> useful at the European Championships because when it was me, Nikki, and Sana van Passen, it's like, yes, finally two british riders against one dutch yes <laughs> we've got this one we can do her
1: <laughs> yeah no longer no longer kind of because like you know you've been on the podium at euros before but i imagine being oh. on the podium with mariana and daphne is well,
2: for years years they're like oh we'll just attack helen and then we'll attack her again and there's another one of us we'll attack as well but now, yeah, no, screw you, Rampan.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah. you Get your place.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Do you think, think that will come out in the worlds as well? Because you know, because if, if, I can imagine a, a similar situation. If you've got like Compton, you and Nikki and Mariana, is that going to be a is that going to be a good a good vibe? Is that going to be a different kind of vibe for you?
2: I think it's a lot different because when Compton rides as hard as she possibly can. It's really, really unbelievably hard to follow her wheel, and I don't know necessarily that um, that there'll be many riders left. <laughs> Put it so that way. So, so more corners. <laughs> more corners. More damn corners. Less power. More corners. <laughs> oh. So there you, were, there you were
1: earlier saying, oh, yes, it's for the good of the sport. It's for the Americans. Yeah. Ah. Yeah
2: oh i stared up all kinds of stuff over there yeah (laughs) reminding them all what it felt like to come to europe now go tell the (laughs) organizers yeah no i the other other racers did agree with me to be fair
1: (laughs) it wasn't wasn't just about beating katie
2: (laughs) no no it wasn't just for own self-gain it's fine
1: so we've got 20 quick fire questions for you and what we want is for you to not think just give us the first answer that comes into your head okay
2: be like everything in life then yeah
1: exactly exactly so (laughs) are you ready yes number one tell us a secret about one of your competitors
2: um one of them's boyfriend had a picture of him naked on twitter accidentally because they didn't realise that instagram went straight to twitter (laughs) (laughs) Is that a good story? That's
3: a great story.
0: Oh, no. Um, okay, moving on. <laughs> Would Cross be more exciting if it included pictures of Ryder's boyfriend? No, hang on. Sorry, wrong... No, I was actually. It was actually originally meant to be um, if it included predators, but we've covered that. <laughs> we've covered that really comprehensively. So I'm gonna change it up. Would cross be more exciting Predator. if if predators we
2: predators cross already involves like predators? Like they think they call them saddle sniffers. There's quite a lot of them around.
0: Oh really? <laughs> oh good lord. <laughs> Asked and answered. Like as far as I'm concerned, that's it. <laughs> Let's keep going before we get into real trouble. <laughs> no,
3: I'm just I'm
2: um, have you ever bunny hopped over an animal? Um, no, but I did once stand t- t- tread on a loggerhead turtle when I was on holiday in Zante, and I was really, really drunk, and I thought it was a step, and then I got to the bottom and it moved, and I thought, wow, I'm more drunk than I think I am, but it was actually <laughs> a loggerhead turtle, which are an endangered species, and you shouldn't really be standing on them. Brilliant. <laughs>
0: that, that's a pretty bloody good story. <laughs> If, if you were stranded on a desert island and could only bring Pat McQuaid or Lance Armstrong, which would it be and why?
2: Oh, uh, it would probably be Lance Armstrong because I think he'd know how to forage for food better. Okay. Not Pat because you could barbecue him more easily. Yeah, but he'd be all fatty, wouldn't he? I don't really like the fatty bits on meat.
1: Okay. Um, what's the best thing about being married to your DS mechanic and general
2: manager? He's hot.
0: What's the worst thing?
2: (laughs) uh... (laughs) What's the worst thing? He uh, would sit in a room and fart all day, and then I would do one fart, and he would be like, Oh, that's disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: what's your favourite kind of cheese? Uh, cheddar.
0: What's the best depth of mud for a cross race? Ankle deep, mid-calf, or you know, just covering the wheel rim?
2: Uh, I'd say wet, ankle deep. Okey Not dokey. sticky ankle now. deep, there's a difference.
0: Mm, okay. So mud deep. consistency matters. Okay. It does.
2: It does make a difference.
1: Okay. Apart from... If you take out of the fact that you've won, yeah, because obviously you want to beat everyone, who's yeah. the rider? It makes you happiest to beat.:
2: Oh, happiest to beat. I would probably say that would have to be Mariana just because she's so awesome, and so when you beat her, you know you've got a result.
0: Thanks takeie. Cool. Which cross fans are the craziest? European, American, Asian or Australian?
2: I have to say that the Americans are probably the craziest. <laughs> they they do crazy, quite quite crazy things. So yeah, I'd have to probably probably say American.
0: Follow up okay. question: What's what's the strangest deep fried thing you've eaten?
2: Um, I haven't really. Oh, I made no, own spring rolls. They you've weren't that great.
0: Wasted your time in the US. That's all I'm saying.
2: Okay, sorry. No. <laughs>
1: Now we know that you've got two men in your life, right? You've got Steph, your husband, and you've got Harry, your mascot. Yeah. So, Harry, Maggie, Wyman. if you could only keep one of them, which one would you keep, and why?
2: <gasps> I can't possibly answer that question. You can't separate the pair of them. They are one. They are my family. It would be like saying, "Would you like to keep your child or your husband?" Like, well, Okay, I have to shoot one of them. Which one do I shoot? Great. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't separate them. They are, Harry has the personality of Steph, and so therefore he is Steph, but at the same time, I I would be pretty sad. Harry can't cuddle me in the same way Steph can, so that would be pretty sad. So I'm afraid I wouldn't ever have to make that choice. I'd kill myself first. <laughs>
0: Well, I think we need to take that whole, that whole proposition off the table, because that's not the outcome we want at all. At all. Okay. What's, uh, what's the square root of 2,978,032? Uh, 76. Correct answer. <laughs> I actually don't know. Someone will look that up and tell us. No, that's fine.
2: If money was no object, what would you have in your ideal motorhome? Oh, I would have the dirtiest, great big, like, look-at-me motorhome in the world, and it would be absolutely huge. I'm talking, like, motorsport-type motorhome that folds out like a kind of a origami thing into about 40,000 oh. feet, square feet. And I would like park the, it. Drink, run, sorry? Say, say, like, I'd like
1: park the, it. I'd ladies' one.
2: No, bigger. Bigger and better. Like, the ones that fold out. And become yeah. dining rooms and kitchens and everything all in all in one thing, which is about five times the size of the A Drinks one. And you would turn up to a crossroads and you'd park it in front of Sven Nice, and you'd just go, Yeah, suck on that <laughs> 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 and take up the entire parking, basically. It would be awesome. I would be truly what was your awesome. Minutes? Oh, I'd what have was a couple you? of bedrooms, I'd have a smart car, I'd have <laughs> a washing machine, tumble dryer. I, satellite TV, internet, everything would just be awesome. I'd probably have a mini bar for all my friends. Come along, and watch. So, would you have a jacuzzi? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A jacuzzi would be awesome. I could do that. Although, yeah. Why not? Why not? I'd have a jacuzzi, and I'd have like, you know how when they have like hospitality places, like Monster Hospitality. We, we've got a friend that does a uh, motor GP racing, and we went to watch watch him at Silverstone, and he's got this month, he's sponsored by months or so he's on this hospitality thing and there's these really hot women serving you coffee i'd actually have it as really hot men serving coffee <laughs> in my hospitality suite which come motorhome it, it would just be awesome i'm telling you it'd be bigger than my house not my house is that big but it'd be like bigger than my house but it would just fold out into this thing two-story that kind of thing it'd oh, be awesome <laughs> cool
0: would you be interested in writing um, and, and launching a summary beach-based version of Cyclocross in Australia?
2: Yeah, that would be cool. Where, where do I sign up to this?
0: Well, I, I just made it up today, so <laughs> it's going to take a bit of work. Um, but on the upside, we've got all the, the poisonous animals and sharks and things that you could possibly oh, yeah. want. So, you know, it'll be a pretty exciting series when it goes.
2: It would be. It would yeah. be. It'd be cool, yeah. I'd be well up for that. Especially because I like sun. So that would be good.
0: How would Which you is know? A- uh, I mean, you never get to see it, do you?
2: I know. Well, I, I went to Spain for two weeks training. I, uh-huh. I like to do stuff like that. So, you know, it reminds me that it's there. And then I can survive another <laughs> three months without it.
1: Okay. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you in a race?
2: Um, Embarrassing? Mm. <laughs> I don't know, really. Um, got beaten by, oh, probably crashed in a race and then but landed on my face and then I had like an entire face pack on. That, I don't know, that, is that embarrassing? I don't know. Maybe getting beaten by a rubbish bike rider, that would be embarrassing, wouldn't it?
0: But that's never happened to you. So. <laughs> that's never happened to me, yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, I've won 15 races. Well, apparently I won 16 races according to the commentator today. I was like, all right, cool, I'll take that. I'm swearing it's only 15, but I'll take that. <laughs> this season. Yeah, I'll take that. But yeah, awesome. I d I don't know. Embarrassing things don't really happen in races, I don't think.
0: Well in that case, what's um what's the best technique for carrying your bike when you're when you're running a section?
2: Um if it's a, a long enough section, so more than ten metres, you'd put it on your shoulder and carry it, and there's different ways to carry it. So you can put your arm around the front. You can put your arm around under the um, the bottom down tube of your bike, or you can put it over the top and hold onto the handlebars. There's different ways, but it depends on your bike frame, on your size, on your arms. Like girls have shorter arms, apart from me, I'm a bit like a monkey. But we went to Gibraltar when we were in Spain, and they had these, you know, like Gordon the Gopher style monkeys that are like <clears> hang down <throat> things with really long arms and legs and like half a body that's not really existing body, <laughs> and then. And then, as we were walking down the street, Steph was going, Oh, look, there's you. Oh, look, there's you. Oh, look, there's you. It wasn't very funny. But anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, girls tend to have shorter arms, and so they would use a different technique to guys, but yeah, on your shoulder for running. Cool.
1: Okay. How often does it rain in Belgium? Every day. Brilliant.
0: <laughs> All right. Now, picture this, Helen. Uh, a hypothetical scenario. The house is on fire, you're upstairs, and Steph can save you or the last bag of Haribo in the world. <laughs> Haribo, he means Haribo. Haribo. Oh,
2: yeah, I got oh.
0: that. Um, which would he save?
2: Oh, he'd save me every time.
0: Yeah, he'd let the last last bag of Haribo in the world go. Yeah. Okay. I'm
2: more special than Haribo. If it was Harry or me, it'd probably be a much difficult, more difficult decision for him.
0: Well, However, we've, we've noted both of these down. So when we get to, yeah. to interview him, we'll uh, we'll find out what his answers are.
2: Yeah, he'd save me every time. Or there'd be trouble if he didn't.
0: <laughs> I'd
2: dead, I'd haunt him forever. <laughs> I'd be good at haunting as well. What would you do? Would you be um, would you be the kind of
1: poltergeisty one? Or would you just be like the scary or would you move or would you just be the scary dreams thing one?
2: I'd probably just come around and sit by him and talk at him like 24 hours a day. <laughs> just I wouldn't do anything that would be really scary because it wouldn't scare him. But I would do things that would really be annoying. I'd move bits of paper and stuff and put them in different places so that...
0: And then maybe, maybe fart once an hour or something
2: like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> just a silent farting ghost. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's like the best
0: ghost ever.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would do that. That's a good plan. If I ever die before him, I'm going to haunt him that way.
1: <laughs> so, um, penultimate
2: question: Apart from
1: Strictly, if you could be on a, if you could be on a TV show, what TV show would you be on?
2: Oh, uh, wait, you have to remember we don't get ITV in Europe, <laughs> so I don't really know any other ones was well, this i'm a celebrity get me out of here, isn't there but they have yeah, to eat be on any, it could be on any t v it could be um it could be a drama
1: you could be a character in a drama
2: or... oh i could be i would be um uh Lizzie in Pride and Prejudice. oh good yeah. answer because she's intelligent it. and she's pretty and she's respected by her husband
0: they yeah, clearly fiction i mean um <laughs>
2: cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, now, Helen, this is the most important question of them all. Uh, your entire grade will be based on your answer to this question, so pay close attention. Okay. If you win Worlds in Kentucky and win your weight in bourbon, can I have
2: yeah. it? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to fight Steph for that one because he's, like, compiling a drinks cabinet from wherever we go in the world. So when we went to Laurelville last time, we came back with some... Uh, not bourbon, it's something else, something else they're famous for. And then when we went to Spain, we came back with some, um, port. And when we came back from America in a different place, we came back with some rum. And so he's kind of getting this drinks cabinet and Dave, my mechanic at Fakona, who's going to be there, is going to take him out and find the best local bourbons, bourbon. I don't even know how to say it. I just think it's like the biscuits, those bourbon biscuits. They taste really good. (laughs) Uh, uh, so he's going to get that. So uh, unfortunately, I could probably let you have like a little small bit of it, but he's going to want the heavy bits like the legs and the arms. You can have the body weight in, my body weight, but not like the legs. Okay. Okay. And you'll have the legs and arm and head weight because that weigh more.
0: That's a passing grade then. I'll allow I'll allow
2: Thanks. <laughs> what does, does cactus jennifer taste like? Oh, It's horrid is really horrid. I've now got two bottles of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, that. Thing, the thing is, it's for the end of season party and you're not going to start on the cactus. That's going to be probably a couple of hours in. And by that point, you're not really going to remember. So, you know, it's perfectly fine. It's just stuff to get you drunk. It's basically. almost the
0: same as not tasting it at all.
2: Yeah, you're not. Yeah, it, it's the kind of thing that makes you go. Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, let's have another one. <laughs> you know, that kind of drink uh, and, but you can get really nice Geneva you can get chocolate Geneva and vanilla Geneva and they're really nice
1: oh I had that hazelnut one at Cox Cider and that was amazing
2: yeah they are really nice the Geneva one just tastes like I don't know weird sharp
1: excellent well um, and is there anyone you want to, to any, anyone you want to shout out to before we before you leave you
2: tonight no just Merry Christmas to the world we're allowed bit to sing Steph is uh, is actually a Christmas Scrooge and this year the Grinch has put up the Christmas tree and put <laughs> the decorations on it with the help of Hugo and we're allowed to sing Christmas songs on the way home today I mean, you know, how non-Scroogey Grinchy is that? oh,
3: wow well, the only thing is we can only do like, than a
2: that. verse a verse and a chorus of most songs and most of the time, it was just a chorus. <laughs> so has he, um, has he been
1: has he been replaced? Have body snatchers grabbed him then?
2: No, he's just nice. He's just nice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well,
1: thank you very, thank you very, very, very much for your time, and uh, good oh, luck well, with the with good luck with terrifying Holy Week and winning the world and all that exciting yeah. stuff. Thank
2: you.
0: <laughs> and uh, yeah, stay. I I was you know normally I'd say you know stay stay on your bike stay dry stay safe <laughs> and all of that sort of thing but it doesn't really apply to this philosophy of cross does it so stay right. muddy um, may you only fall over in in soft things and uh, yeah not have a mechanical outside of the pit area
2: thank you very much mm,
0: cool. uh, look forward to look forward to seeing how uh, things go for you in uh, the next few races. And thank you very much for spending some time with us today.
2: No worries. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.